Testing one, two, three, one, two, three. Is this on? Is this on? Hello, world. We are live here from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I think I'll give myself a light. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got a big show coming up for you today. John will be here in a minute, and I am just filling time right now. We're going to have the Chargers game review, the Broncos game preview, our weekly feature of the Wentz Tracker around the NFL. The unrelated topic of the week, which is our most popular segment, Uh, man fail or fan mail, whichever you choose to say. And then some final thoughts and some Eagles life. I know all of this will be edited out. And I am still the only one on here. I wonder if I'm doing something wrong. Where is John when I need him? Big John. Bippity bump. Number three in your programs, number one in your hearts. If it's just me on here, and this is a podcast, are we really casting, or is it just a pod? Oh, Johnny. John, John, John. John Boy. Hello, hello, hello.
John, are you there? Or here? Or there? Or anywhere? Or everywhere? Good to see we got all of our regular listeners out there. I mean, no one. <laughs> and I am filling time here. John is getting on in one minute. And John, be sure to edit out the past five minutes and 43, 44, 45 seconds. I know John's coming. I know he's coming. He's just going to be coming around the mountain when he comes. John, I know you're there. I know you're out there. Come on, John. Come on. Come on, John. You can do it. Walk on. John is logging on. Come on, John. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Don't be don't be like our brother. I know you can log on. And there he is, just as we're wrapping up Eagle's life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the 19096 podcast. I'm John and I'm late. He's Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are two Eagles fans, and this is a podcast about the Eagles and our experience as Eagles fans. Alan football, too. Yes. And for the record, it was not your kids. Rick, can you confirm this? It was not your kids that gave Eli Manning the double bird, which was reenacted on Monday Night Football last week and shook America to its core. Uh, no, it is not my kids because all my kids are of age, and so I don't think I can refer to them as kids anymore. But no. They were not mine. Nothing okay. to do with me. Yes, this is a football podcast, but it's not strictly football, as you just kind of figured out. It's mostly football. Um, and there's lots of podcasts about football. We know, we know, we know. But uh, it's pretty, usually we say it's easier to say what we are not. We are not X's and O's. We're not a betting show. We aren't fantasy football. No mock drafts, no power rankings, no game film review. But yes, we are two knuckleheads, but we don't yell at each other. And lastly, one thing we will never do is make predictions. Because why? It's a trope. It's And it's, after that explanation, um, if you don't really understand what we are or what this is, just listen. And then you'll figure it out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're on every Wednesday, usually at 530. But due to a work meeting, yes, I do not do this full time, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> as you can probably, as people have probably figured out. You have uh, a child and dogs to support. Yes, exactly. Uh, there's so many people on right now. God, there's it's just uh, bumping. Uh, on every uh, every Wednesday at five thirty, eight thirty Eastern. Rick, what time is that in Nashville? Seven thirty. Seven thirty in Nashville. Excellence. 
Uh, we do have breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Howie Roseman's flight has taken off and heading to Pittsburgh. Why? No, it's not for his 7.30 appointment or a reservation at Sampre Algo. It's to keep the quarterback factory going. He's going to yes. see uh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, and Sam Howell play this weekend. Pittsburgh versus uh, UNC. So, um, yeah, it looks like they're probably drafting a quarterback this year. Um, I have a new strategy for Howie. I think he should just listen to Mel Kuyper and then also take a couple mock drafts. Yes. And then also get a, buy a couple magazines down to the local bookstore. and basically, Yeah, get, go get Athlon Sports and just, yeah. And just merge all those together and pick whoever they think is best for us. And that'll be better than Howie's picks in the past. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. So just for the record, I did a little research. Uh, our research department was on vacation this past week. Uh, there's Kenny is not related to Cody Pickett, the NFL, uh, uh, journeyman. Um, he's a, you know, uh, who is actually a high school coach in I- Idaho now. So, um, anyway. Well, yes. I, uh, yes, he is not related to that picket and he's not related to a picket fence. So, Oh, with that being said, nope. John, Although he is talking about the Chargers game, and I'd like to do a, a new segment. I'm going to do this each week. This is going to be called oh. What Do You Think? This is exciting. Okay. Right. Oh, I like it. I like it. What do you think? What do you think of our loss to the Chargers game? So I'm going to throw out some facts, and then I want to hear your color commentary or opinion on that. Uh, first of all, in, 20, okay. in 2020 and 2021, the Chargers were – one and six in the Eastern time zone, and now they are two and six. What do you have to say about that, John? Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay, so uh, I see. I thought about this, actually. So uh, is that why they played a four o'clock kick? Well, yeah, possibly. But I think that's more the Eagles than the – I don't know who actually decides that. But, but – they, the Chargers got lucky because we turned our clocks back. So it would have been a three-hour time change. It was only really two. A net yeah. two. <laughs> I think it just really goes back to uh, the Eagles really aren't taking advantage of home field, coming West Coast. I mean, like, ah, I don't, what else can you can you, you know, tee up a team with to, you know, to get a win at home? I mean, shit, they're 0-4 at home. That's what I was going to say. They're zero and four at the lake this year, John. What do you have to say about that? Well, you know who the two others that are zero and four at home today or at this point? Who's that? Well, Detroit, obviously, because they haven't won a game. <laughs> right, right, right. Can you can you can you think of the other one? Uh, Miami. No, that's a good one though. Uh, that- I was actually quite quite surprised by this. Oh, uh, Jacksonville, Houston. Nope, nope. San Francisco. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, so back to the Chargers game. You know, there's all this talk about quarterback factory, but I think the Eagles are putting a different spin on it this year. Like, they are actually – the defense is making the quarterback factory this year. Um, uh, did you see what I did there? I see. Um, I see where you're going. This is the fifth quarterback, uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert. Yep. Um, 
He was the fifth quarterback over 80% completion percentage. He was 32 of 38, had his best day as far as yards as a pro. Keenan Allen had 12 of 12 receptions out of 13 targets, which is, I mean, come on. Um, zero quarterback hits. And every drive, they got to at least the 27 on the of the Eagles. So, John, what do you have to say about all that? Uh, I think that the defense continues to play like a warm bucket of parquet. <laughs> that's that's what comes to mind. It's just like a warm, warm, gooey bucket of butter. Pa- bucket of parquet? I've never heard parquet of that. Parquet actually is parquet's margarine. Oh, Sorry. Okay. okay. A warm, gooey it. bucket of margarine. Oh, that's how they're I playing. Right. That, that's their defense. defense. Warm, gooey bucket of Boston Celtics old floor. Um, no, oh no, not that kind of parquet. Not, not that kind of parquet. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just really bad. They just kind of moved up and down the field, up and down the field, uh, you know, basically almost at will. It was kind of embarrassing. Um, and the San Diego also had no punts and no turnovers. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, flat out, the, the team, if, if they're playing a decent – or a top 10 quarterback, we'll call it a top 10 quarterback, they're toast. They're not going to be able to outscore the team. I mean, how many, how many uh, quarters right. now – or actually halves. I, we'd have to look this up. We'll put this in for next week. But like where the opponent didn't punt. I'm telling you, there, there's probably about half half the quarters out there where an opponent wasn't forced into a punt or you know, or just went down and scored. Yeah, well, it's kind of the point where the Eagles defense is like like the uh San Diego, their possessions went. They turned it over on downs, touchdown, turned it over on downs, end of the half. Field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal. Like, yep. how are you going to win doing that? Like, giving up, what, 20 points in the second half, letting them score each time? And you know what? It, holding somebody to a field goal, like, that doesn't count. You know? Nope. Nope. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, this will play into uh, who gets credit for the loss, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. Let's, let's I, here, here, here's, here's one here's one idea I had. Let me throw this at you. Yes, throw it at me. What if we just let the teams get to the goal line and then just play goal line defense? Because they seem fine in goal line defense. <laughs> they do. They do. I, I, I remember, the, you know, the defense was, you know, the Chargers got the ball at their own one-yard line, went all the way down the field, and then got to the, like, the one-yard line, the three-quarter yard line. The three quarter cold because now there is one like that, yeah. um, and the Eagles held like that's really not a win, right? Yeah, they didn't score any points, yeah. but they went as far as you could go in the field without scoring, right? It's it, uh, but I also noticed because you know what it is too, and it's painfully obvious, but I realize it by watching the all twenty two film on NFL.com. No, this is not a promo. Um, but it, you, basically, the, the the cornerbacks have to play press coverage. They have to because if they if they play ten yards off the ball, they're out of bounds. Right. Well, it's also you know uh, this past week I heard a stat that uh, the average time I played to Graham was on a show and he was saying that the average time that Herbert got the ball out was two seconds. So if that's what they're doing, if they're getting the ball out that quick, 
you can't play 15 yards off the guy. You can't play 10 yards. Like get up on him. Right. No. Um, well, in, yeah, in their in their when they play two two safeties uh, deep, I mean they're like twenty five yards off the ball, right? Right, it's a joke. I mean, anyway. Um, so let's jump to the other side of the ball. The Eagles' offense. Uh, we had good old Jalen Rager with one catch for negative six yards. <laughs> uh, I I will say that um, I think they're coming around. It looks like Quez is getting uh, more more snaps than Jalen now. I think Quez was up around like. 29 yes. snaps or something like that? or uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, he definitely – he had more snaps than Rager, but that's probably because um, Rager's terrible, and they're finally coming around about yeah. that. Um, yeah. But the Eagles went – this was the the um, their possessions. Punt, punt, which was the three and out, touchdown, field goal, and then the second half – the second half they come out and go three plays for negative one yard, and then they punt. And then touchdown, mm-hmm. touchdown, and then the you know one play at the end of the game. It's like you can't have three and outs. Like you can't having a three and out and have a negative one yard right after um, halftime. That tells me they don't know what they're doing at halftime, right? Like the adjustments yeah, they're well, making are terrible. Yeah, or it's just speeches about how to like uh, plant flowers. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was supposed to say, what do you think? What do you oh, think, John? What do I think? I think that means that means the, the next possession the uh, the opponent gets has tremendous field uh, position, which usually just leads to a touchdown or at the very least a field goal. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah, it's not a combination that leads to to winning games. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the, uh, also on the flower comment, I heard that flower comment. As uh, Sirianni is walking off the field, somebody hit him <laughs> with a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> Were they getting married? In the, yeah, did someone get married in the stands and they just threw the bouquet? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely some premeditation, taking a bouquet of flowers to the Eagles game. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, better that than batteries, I guess. I've got yeah, that's better than batteries exactly. Um, one other thing about the Chargers game, and then we can move on because uh, you know it's kind of depressing. Um, the Eagles only had three penalties, fifth now in the league. Yeah, yeah, they're no longer last, and they're fifteenth in pre-snap penalties. Which so they're getting better. You know, I'm always trying to look on the bright side, John. Positivity. Um. Yeah, what no, uh, what do I think? I think, you know, they're really hitting that jugs gun and it's really kind of fixing those penalty issues. They're really uh, cleaning that up. Yeah. Um, I also have one other thing uh, before we move on is that I realized this past week that we have two running backs that their last names are really first names and their first names are really last names. So Jordan Howard... I mean, it's more common to be Howard Jordan, right? And Boston yeah. Scott should really be Scott Boston. So, you know, cutting edge analysis right here. I, you know, I think we should look at the podcast. entire roster and see kind of uh, who else. Are there any cities? Or, uh, sorry, cities. Are there, well, let's see. Hertz wouldn't make a very good uh, first name. Um, uh, Smith is a terrible no. first name. I mean, well, we won't bore people with this. Anyway. Cox, Cox Fletcher. That would not be very um, good. Also, Jordan, you know, also the uh, the first names of Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, those are also, like, geographical, right? Like, 
Yeah. Jordan, the country, Boston, the city. Yep. So, yep. Anyhow, we'll, we'll move on. Um, being a dead horse. I've just found that interesting, you know, in my obtuse kind I do of way. Have like, oh, one, one uh, cleanup from last week though. So we, we inadvertently mentioned on the uh, podcast last week that, um, uh, shit, who's the DB that plays the opposite of, uh, oh, we said Steven Nelson got waived. It was actually Eric Wilson yes. uh, got waived. And this is a, this is, uh, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah, they're they're but you know how bad they are. What's the team that picked him up? The Texans. So probably a good move. So uh, cheers to uh, Howie and those guys for fi- figuring are out the, that they, uh, they signed a, a bad player. Are the Texans one double A or are they division two? <laughs> I think they're NAIA. Jeez. Oh, um, so, John, who gets the credit for the loss? That's a great question. Uh, I'll what do you go think? first. Uh, 92% goes to Gannon. Yes. Uh, 4% goes to Hertz because if he would have completed that pass to Goddard at third and five on the opening drive where he was wide open and he had nothing but green in front of him, I think it would have been a totally different game. And then. I agree with you. And 2% Sirianni because he's the head coach and he's always going to get credit for win or losses. Right, right. Um, and for you? And for me, I would say 60% goes to the defense, right? I mean, you got to stop, right? You got to make a stop. Um, we got some culpability. I'm going to give 20, 20% to Derek Barnett. He's just still uh, – yeah, he takes terrible. penalties at the complete worst time. It's like third and six. He jumps offside. It's third and one. They pick up the first down. You know, it's like, yeah, he's, oh he's clearly a liability on the field at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it. And then another 20% I'm going to throw to Hurts because, yeah, he definitely missed some throws. Um, he's good at coming back. And I have to give him credit that, you know, I think it's the Chargers did not want to give him the ball back. They're doing everything possible to, you know, drain the clock. Uh, yeah. But still, he's got to. He's got to be better in some spots. Yeah. So, yep. John, announcer game review. Okay. So, announcer game review. So, what I actually, I kind of like uh, did something a little different this week. I actually listened to Charger podcasts instead of um, Eagles podcasts. Oh. And it made, you know what it did? It made me thankful for people like Ray Didinger and Michael Barkin. Because, man, were the Charger podcasts boring. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a brutal listen, um, and I feel bad for I feel bad for Chargers fans in that regard. I'm jealous that you guys got Justin Herbert, Chargers fans. I really am. But man, when it comes to when it comes to your talent there in you know, the local city of LA, which I think you'd have better talent there in LA, it's 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 thin well, pickings. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. But my take on it is okay. Clearly, the Rams are the better team in LA, right? So, if you're listening, if you're a, if you're listening to a pro football podcast in LA, like, come on, you got to get your head checked, right? Like, what do you? You got to be at the beach, yeah. or you know, in Hollywood, or you know, something, right? And yeah, be go, listening go, to podcasts, well, go buy some Fendi bags, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen to the podcast of the lesser team in LA, like, oh my gosh, like, come on, what are you doing? So, but you're still media market too. You got to put something good out there, no? Yeah. Well, no, you should, John. Maybe yeah. we should move to LA and start to charge your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. 
I can barely make it on time to this one. Um, as far as announcers, yeah, we had Ian Eagle and another former player who wasn't an Eagle. Um, so yeah, they were it? they were not very good. Uh, I did not like them. But next week we have uh, against Denver. There's a preview of coming attractions. Greg Gumbel and Adam Archuleta. Yet another uh, X player. Oh, interesting. Not an eagle. Yeah, I'm noticing a pattern. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's one of those things that you know I like to harp on because there are yeah. no, no eagles that are color commentators in the NFL. No, they just stay. They just Seth Joyner and all those guys just stay in Philadelphia, and that's they're they're happy yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Should we move on to the Wentz tracker? Yes, sir. <laughs> Wentz tracker, Wentz tracker. Carson, Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz played all of the snaps for the Colts. So he continues. I think we're going to, you know, he needs to get the 75% um, for the um, first, get the first round pick for the second round pick to turn into the first round pick. And so I think we're going to get it. But what I, you know, everyone's like, oh, Carson Wentz had a great game. Carson Wentz had a great game. Yeah, he had a great game, but he reminds me of, I was doing some research on, um, you know, he's kind of like a young Andy Dalton, like puts up good numbers, but like Andy Dalton is 75 and 67. That's his record. Um, Carson Wentz is, I had it here, but now it's gone. Uh, 39 and 37, right? so, you know, bottom line, we're on track to get uh, the first uh, the first round pick. Um, and John, somebody's uh, texting you. <laughs> that is your buddy and mine, <laughs> Topher. Hearing his own ding on the podcast just keeps digging away because my computer makes the dinging sound. So Topher, <laughs> good on you to find your way onto the podcast without being on the podcast. <laughs> One way or another, he finds his way onto <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Tremendous. And I imagine that dinger will continue to ding. Uh, well, unfortunately, the, the dinger, the, the dinger has been silenced. So, okay, good. So yeah, just to get back to the, uh, the, the actual numbers, um, Carson Wentz has had the, – the Colts have had 602 snaps. 597 have been Wentz. That's for a 99.2%. They're in their ninth game. Um, so, you know, I think kind of last week we were talking about, you know, percentages. If each game was is four quarters, that's 68 quarters. 75% of that is 51. And he's, in essence, played 36 quarters. So, you know, he's got to play, in essence – 15 quarters in the next eight games, if my math is correct there. So I think it's, well, I think it's, and also the thing I was scared of is, is if the Colts go in the tank of them benching them. Um, but. Well, I don't, I don't think that, you know what, after kind of realizing last week, because uh, who's their backup? I, I don't think he's very good. Who, who is, who's no. the Colts backup? Uh, Phil, for me, when I look at the Colts depth chart. Uh, Phil, 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 Phil. Phil McCrevice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Jacoby backup Brissett. to Carson. Uh, okay, so this is why we can't think of 
who the backup quarter, quarterback <laughs> is for the Indianapolis Colts. I've never even heard of this guy. Who the hell is Sam Engler? Uh, it's kind of like, you know, there's a guy walking down the street. Hey, you want to play quarterback this week? Oh, he was the, he was the, uh, he's a rookie. That's why six pick, a six round, 218 pick overall. Uh, yeah, it it is. uh, Carson's not getting benched this year. No. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a very good, um, number two. Um, and with that win last week, it's like just enough to be encouraging that, uh, they'll be like, oh no, like he's not the issue, you know. Um, there's something else on the team, but um, yeah, Sam Ellinger, he's that uh, guy from um, uh, Texas, I believe. Yeah. So. Yep. But I think yeah. they, I think they have another one, but no, I mean, no one that's you know is going to um, ch- you know, challenge Wentz or something. Somebody that they have a big future or is ready to take it over but anyhow so. uh, according to according to the folks at espn who know a thing or two about sports sam <laughs> is the only guy that uh third and fourth there's a little yeah there's someone in there it's called a dash mark which means there's nobody in there a, t- a dash mark yeah so they don't have a third or fourth stringer yeah so to check in as to where we would draft if, if the draft if the season were to end today john um we would have where would they draft um and and this is where, um, you know, the, with the Colts continuing to win, they're kind of destroying our plan to have, you know, three picks in the top ten. But we would have the third pick. That would be the Dolphins pick. Uh, Good job, Dolphins. The Dolphins. The seventh pick, which would be our pick. And then the Colts pick is, geez, where, uh, like, 14. So um, the Colts need to lose more, basically. Yeah. Which they will. I think they'll they'll kind of start hitting a point where they're just, yeah. I think. Uh, speaking of Carson, I, I was listening to a uh, uh, pro football talk, and I, I I kind of thoroughly enjoyed this. Florio and King actually ripped Carson for just being a poor, you know, at the most in a, you know, unfortunate times, just making really bad decisions. And I got to say, it made me feel good a little. I felt a little warm inside that you know the Eagles did the right thing, letting that guy go. Uh, yeah, when he threw that left-handed interception, yeah, I felt pretty good. Yeah, a little bit of me was cheering on the inside. Right, right, exactly. So that is the Wentz tracker, and that's an update as to where we're going to draft. All right, should we move on to the uh, to the newly vaunted team of the week? Uh, who the Eagles are going to play? The Broncos. The Broncos, yes. Who uh, just blew up uh, that other team down in Texas? That's not from Houston. Um, not that, you know, I want to interrupt anything, but do we want to take a call of somebody here? Uh, sure. If anyone wants to, uh, you know, come on in and, and join the fray. We're talking. I know game. somebody who's listening who has never, you know, one demints words or, you know, is always one to talk. Yeah, he's definitely not. <laughs> oh, the, oh, and oh there he is. Too. But he's he's now on the list. He, he sent him. So he's just toying with us now. Well, I guess not. All right. Well, let's move on to the Broncos. Unless uh, a certain someone wants to come on and speak his mind about his Eagles. Yes, exactly. Okay, moving on to the Broncos. They. Uh, um, yeah, go for it. 
Yeah, no, I watched their game against the, I mean, they played the Cowgirls, and um, they actually looked pretty good. Uh, You know, I don't know what the Cowboys were doing, but they were (laughs) not playing football. I mean, they, like, scored 24 points before uh, the Cowboys scored anything, and they were just running up and down the field on them, so... Um, I, but up until then, the Broncos have not been playing very well. But of course, when they're getting ready to play the Eagles, they up their game. Yep, I, I've, I'm hoping for a little bit of a letdown. They can kind of get a little bit of full of themselves. I think that usually happens when, when a team like that, dare I say, defeats a decent team. And they did. And I think, you know, sometimes they, you know, teams like that kind of smell the, you know, like the smell of their own farts and, you know, they get a little high on themselves. <laughs> you are already touching on the one uh, uh, unrelated topic of the week, but uh, we'll, we'll go, uh, we'll go for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, I looked them up there. Um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, I was kind of like poo-pooing him, and then I watched uh, the game, and, you know, he's not – he's a good game manager. Um, so, we'll see. They've got a good defense, um, and, you know, it's uh, – I think the last I saw of the line was a point and a half um, to the uh, – which one called Favor, to the Broncos' favor. So, um, yep. I What games have the uh, Eagles been uh... – you know, favored in? Uh, not many. I don't. I don't think any at this point. Maybe the against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the only one. I think you're right. Yes. Yes, I am right. <laughs> um. All right. So last week, uh, or no, uh, we're going to go on to around the NFL. Uh, so, John, what do you think about um, uh, Odell Beckham? He's a free agent. Sh- shall we sign him or not? Uh, my honest to God answer is: Should we sign him? The answer is yes. Really? I'm a no. Yes, I th- really. And please tell me why. Uh, I just think I don't know. He seems to be like a head case, and we have a lot of young receivers in that receiver room the hypothetical receiver room. And um, yeah, I don't think we want him infecting the minds of our young receivers. Oh, I think a certain someone wants to kind of join the fray. I think you got to bring him on since you're the host. Uh, uh, And we're talking to our switchboard operator, Steve, he's in the, uh, he's behind the glass in the window. Um, give us I a, think he, he's got he's got to unmute himself. Topher, unmute yourself. Topher, unmute yourself. No, I think you got to bring him on. Oh, no, he's already. Oh, he's, okay, there, caller, you're on the air. Oh, there now you are. Music. There you oh, go. Steve, Technology, Steve baby. Learning. Hey, I'm Steve, sorry. Yes. I, it's my first night running the board. Yes, yeah, we're, we're a low-budget operation. Steve's an intern. Yes, he's unpaid, but he's getting college credits. Uh, is that legal? I'm going to have to look into that. What state's, what state's Steve in? Uh, Steve is in um, Saskatchewan, so he's oh, technically okay. in yeah. Canada. Saskatchewan, yeah. India. Yeah. Okay, good. 
Um, I was wondering if uh, if you guys are doing any uh, following uh, of uh, someone named Zach Ernst and uh, and seeing how he's performing uh, out there in Arizona. Zach Ernst won the Community Player of the Week this past week. Yeah, so so he's so I, I haven't I have I've missed a few of your of your uh, your podcast, gentlemen. So I apologize, and I'll you know I'll, I'll own that. So therefore, I just wanted to at least you know revisit that if it's not been discussed in uh, in nauseum. Um, and wondering how you you two gentlemen feel about that that move. I know you're talking about uh, um, yeah. <laughs> picks you next t- season, but I'm not sure Are it was you- a move that uh, helped the team this season. Uh, well, are you talking about the Zach Ertz uh, from my alma mater? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. No, he, um, yeah, that's definitely, he was, you know, once the Eagles players get to age 30, I mean, they drop them like a, whatever drops fast. Um, a hot potato? A hot potato. Cold potato. Yes. I'm trying to stay away from the cliches. But um, yeah. I actually had, I just dove right into it. I had potatoes for uh, dinner tonight, actually. Um, and um, yeah, no, it, <laughs> just it's potatoes. Interesting. We, so when he was on the Eagles, he played against the Niners. And now this past weekend, he's with the Cardinals and he played against the Niners also. But the, the game was in not San Francisco, John, but where? Nashville. No, San Jose. Oh, San Jose. That's right. Okay, that's San Ho for those California folks yeah. out there. The Ho, um, the Ho. Yeah, so it's definitely not something for this season, but you know they wanted to get something back. So yeah, and also, I, I, I here's a name. Here's a name to watch out for. Tyree Jackson. He played his first game yes, this past he's, week. He's, so. That that man is a. Uh, well, I won't get too caught up in this, but he is basically in the mold of Kyle Pitts. Everyone's like. Losing their mind over Kyle Pitts. If you look at that dude, he's got all the same measurables as Kyle Pitts. So, <laughs> all the same measurables. What measurables are those, John? Uh, height, weight, speed. I. You know what I did? This is actually what I did. This is what I do at night when I'm sitting there watching uh, uh, a lousy movie that my in-laws picked out. I love you guys. Uh, oh, shots yeah. fired! <laughs> shots fired! Um, no, I. I I did so the uh, combine comparison between Kyle Pitts and uh, and Tyree, and they're very similar physically. Wow! Uh, so. Yeah, he is six seven two forty five, and he was a quarterback. Yep. So watch yep. out for the Philly Philly coming back. Yeah, exactly. They love their uh, they love their the players that used to be quarterbacks. Greg Ward. Well, we are a quarterback factory, so. That's true. We take quarterbacks to make them into receivers. Is that what they mean as far as quarterback factory? I think so. Because we need receivers. We have plenty of quarterbacks and no receivers. Anyway, I like uh, so t- Topher, what else is uh what else would you like to talk about? Uh do you think the head coach is gonna make it through the full season and or into next yes, season? Yes, I think he will, unfortunately. You really gotta wow. shit the bed if you do a one and done. I mean you go back and look at like who are one and doneers and it's you know he is right on that mark. I think he's on the cusp. I don't know. I mean, I I think Lurie and Howie are have way too much pride to basically say we correct the Mundo. Yep. You know, I don't think they're humble enough to be able to do that because that's basically when you if you're the if it's the same management in place and you fire the coach, you're basically saying 
we screwed. We failed. And they're, they yep. are the masters of, we are the smartest guys in the room. We're not just the smartest guys in the room. We are the smartest guys in the building and in the city and in the state and in the country. And in the, you get what I'm saying. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't dis- discount what you're saying. I mean, Peterson stayed potentially longer than he should have. Well, I yeah. I also think so, it's... But they all know, had a much better record their first year. Albeit, who uh, there's no doubt at UCLA. That guy, yeah, that guy, that guy. How? What was his first season like? Uh, it was good. He he played well the first season. I mean, I mean, the Eagles played well the first season. Then it was just that. Then they then they picked the lock. You know, teams like picked the lock and figured out his offense, and he was just toast (laughs) after that, and he couldn't adjust. And then the nine, yeah, he then he sure. went to the Niners for uh, for a season, two seasons. How many? I forget how many seasons. I, I think I, th- I think he was a one season guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they had uh, they had Chip, and then they had Tom Sula, and then yeah, Tom Sula was a one and done. So they had you know the Niners had two coaches in two seasons. Yeah, it's it's Chip. I was I was a fan of Chip. I like. I was better in the college game, but I, I was excited when he got picked up. I will be the first to admit I was very excited to see to see Chip in the NFL. But um, you know, I, I, he's built. He's built for. He's built for the college game because clearly, you know. And I, I don't know if you guys saw they had an interview with uh, Deshaun Jackson on uh, Matt Barnes's podcast this past week, and he basically straight up said that chip kelly treated them like college students you know that whole gag of like all right there's no starters everyone's got to earn their spot you know that instantly just you lose anyone who's kind of a perennial you know kind of stud player is like what the hell are you talking about pal and you just you lose a locker room day one doing that kind of crap what did we all learn from chip kelly's last season here Go. What did we all- go to your boss's Christmas party? Did he not go to his boss's Christmas party? You didn't, you didn't, hear, you didn't hear that. You didn't no. hear that story that he he was like uh, Jeff Lurie's like has a big Christmas party every year and and they said okay this is when it's going to be and Chip's like no we can't do that because we have practice then and we can't change the schedule so Lurie shifted his Christmas party and then and then Chip didn't even show up. Lurie was so pissed that that's why he fired him with like one game left instead of waiting until the end of the season. Oh, I did just, it's, a, it's another form of just disrespect, right? I mean, that's right. Yeah. Right. So, anyhow, that's what I learned from Chips last year. Yeah. I just, I, I just, as soon as he starts cutting, you know, Deshaun Jackson after his best season and LaShawn McCoy, and then start spreading rumors about Deshaun, about like a guy he hung out with one day when he, when he literally grew up in Compton. It's like, okay, you're trying to like trash this dude just on purpose to rationalize your, well, your maneuvering. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson wasn't, you know, innocent, right? I mean. No, of course not. But, you know, at the same time, I mean. He he was the guy who was like he filed a police report that somebody stole like forty thousand dollars cash from his house, and he thought the insurance company would just like automatically cut him a check for forty thousand dollars. Yeah, but at least at least he's he, you know I think the reports made him look like a Damon Arnett, 
kind of guy, which, you know, that holster, I mean, uh, oh, the Raiders, we will get into that in around the NFL, but he was nothing. I don't think he was anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, Topher, our caller. Any Topher, uh, Topher yeah, from Berlin. Uh, does someone have a wife on here? We have a, a with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone does have a wife on here. Is that a professional wife? <laughs> I don't know. She 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 can come on and uh, you know, if she's got questions about the Eagles. She's more than happy to to join the discussion. But we should move on to. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the torch to uh, to another caller. Hey guys, you're doing a great job. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks, Topher. Good Thank to you. hear from you. Stay in touch. We'll send Thank you, you free, Topher from Berwyn. Free coasters. Thank you. <laughs> Adios. Adios, muchachos. Should we move on to around the NFL? Yes, let's go around the NFL. Cue the uh, Wild World of Sports music, which we don't have the rights to, so we can't play at this point. Um, so the first thing I was going to bring up, uh, so CeeDee Lamb and uh, Aaron Rodgers were both fine this week for very different uh, reasons. C.D. Lamb was fined for an untucked jersey. Aaron Rodgers was fined for COVID COVID procedure violations. Who got fined more? (laughs) Take your pick. (laughs) And if you picked Rodgers, you are wrong. Rodgers was fined $14,000 for his COVID violation. C.D. Lamb, $20,000 for his untucked jersey. Now I took this a step further and look at that cost as a uh, in the f- through the spectrum of percentage of his salary. And CD Lamb was fined 0.6% of his salary. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers for a COVID violation was fined 0.05% of his pay. So not only is the COVID violation less than an untucked jersey, when you frame that against how much the guy makes, he basically lost uh, a pack of gum, you know, in the seat of his car and won't even notice. If anything, I think what hurts him yeah. more is just kind of the, the PR nightmare that, that this has turned into. So, yeah, no, yeah, that whole uh, Aaron Rodgers thing is just a nightmare on that. <laughs> and then that, I heard that contrast of the two fines, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, you know what? I, I'm going to say something, and this may hit the headlines uh, across the United States uh, tomorrow after I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Just shut Wait up! Me, just shut up and throw the ball. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, John. I'm with you. Yep. Um, the let's see the Colts play the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, so I'm afraid that uh, the Colts are going to have another win. But um, let's see yeah. what else is going on around the NFL. Um, the Giants pulled off a win. So that means that the Giants are now in second place. We're in third place. Or no. We're both in second place. Oh, yeah, that's right. They caught us. And the, the, Red, the Redskins, the Washington football team is two and six. They had the weekend off. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, our pro bono research department, can, uh, coincidentally named Topher, just informed me that was his second uniform violation, and then that's why it was so much. His next one will be $45,000. <laughs> so good on, good on Topher. Your second pair of South Carolina coasters are in the mail, uh, and we can't afford overnight. 
or two a day. It's going to be metered mail, so it'll be there in about three weeks. Um, let's see. Uh, here's a, here's another one for you. I was watching um, the 49ers game this past week, and your buddy and mine, Mark Sanchez, butt fumble himself, was the color commentator. And I, I really had a hard time, Sanchez, telling Jimmy G he needs to be a little more accurate with the ball. <laughs> and this goes back to just you, when you put terrible players in the booth, there's just a level of credibility that just obviously follows them. And when you hear stuff like that, it's borderline comical. Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, let me let me show you how it's done. He didn't say that, did he? No, of course yeah. not. Yeah, yeah of course he's not. just, he's kind of an idiot. So Yep. And he's not very good. I, he does the, uh, the Thursday night, uh, like, halftime show with um, Greg Olson and um, Jake Laser. And right, though that like three man stand up they do in the parking lot is the most awkward three minutes of TV you can find. No one knows what to do with their hands. No one knows where to look. They're on a big fake football field that they don't know what to do with. They say like cliche stuff that's just kind of like, eh. I mean, and I know they're probably doing that whole thing on like a dime. They got you know they're not putting any money into it, but still, it is just painful to watch they're better off just like just show me three minutes of like puppies playing playing together and that we're probably better off you get higher ratings yeah it, it's definitely a hard one like you know what are you gonna do on a halftime show where there's no other games right like yeah <laughs> that's just hey, a hey, recipe well, for disaster what are you gonna do on a podcast that's an hour long when there's no games being played you know what you get creative and you come up with shit you get Topher to call in. Yeah, you get, you get Topher from Berwyn to call in. <laughs> Topher from Berwyn call in. Maybe yeah. we should Is let Mark Sanchez know Is that. It Ber- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my other thing, you know, my around the NFL points is I am just really, I don't know what it is, but there are some really bad football teams out there. Miami's two and seven. Yeah. The Jets are two and six. The Jaguars are two and six. The Texans are one and eight. It's almost like there's like, two divisions to the NFL this year. There's like the really bad teams yeah. and then the teams that are over 500. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the Cardinals are playing well. The Washington football team's two and six. The Detroit Lions are 0 and eight. The Bears lost the other night after uh, last second field goal bounces off the crossbar. I mean, you know, there's just oh you know what oh it's funny you say that the ball actually so uh, I was watching that game with our executive producer and we both thought I just like you the ball bounced off the crossbar it did not actually it was like four yards short wow. I I because they I watched a replay or we watched replay like we're like holy crap it did not hit the crossbar I would have bet twenty bucks and a bowl of dog food that that thing did hit the crossbar. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I thought it hit the crossbar, but it was kind of late. Oh, wait, we have another caller. Oh, bring her on. Hello, caller. Unmute yourself. You're on the air. The reason why we thought that it hit the crossbar is because of that one, that first angle that they showed. But then when they showed 
more angles, it was clear that it hadn't because if it had hit the crossbar, it would have been astonishing because it would have been 66 yards, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, it would have been. But typically, so it, when it hits the crossbar, it it does it's no good. Although the Eagles have pr- proven that wrong before too. Right. Yes, yeah, I, think I, I was actually going to ask guys. Yeah, I was a nervous wreck for that game because I have such empathy for kickers because they are so focal when that happens and when it comes down to kickers. I feel so badly for them. I thought you were going to say that you had money. Even though people say there's game. no room for empathy in football. I thought you were going to say you were nervous for your grandmother, who is a huge Bears fan. Oh, did we lose her? <laughs> I don't She's still Art there. Guys are breaking yeah, up. Sorry. You're there. I'm still here. Sorry. I was on the Embarcadero. Look, oh. look, lady, if you're going to call you this podcast, have a better connection, please. No, we did not hear what you, you said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said I felt so badly for the kickers because when it comes down to the kickers, I just have such empathy for them. Oh, oh we heard that part. We didn't hear the part after that. That was it. Oh, all right. <laughs> After that, I to said I, I didn't. <laughs> to which I After... replied, I thought you were nervous because you had 5Gs riding on the game. And another compelling oh, segment no, on I'm our not, podcast. I'm not a gambler. <laughs> Look at who you married. I call anyway. yourself a gambler. <laughs> uh, don't count your money while you're sitting at the table. That's my instructions as far as gambling. Uh, so, um, uh, okay, so, caller, yeah, hello, fellow listener. I, I was going to ask you actually ask the listener: Should the Eagles sign Odell Beckham? Listener thoughts. Caller, caller. You're asking me if they should sign Odell Beckham? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think they should? No. <laughs> And this compelling segment's brought to you by... I called it talking about the field goal and not hitting the crossbar. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. 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 Have a good night. Drive safe. The Embarcadero, for those that don't know, is actually San Francisco. Uh, so, just if, if anyone's curious. Yes. Um, one more point on Around the NFL, and then we'll move on. <laughs> uh, I got two more, but keep going. Okay. So, what? who the Eagles play... Uh, just this is the rest of the season. Uh, Broncos, Saints, Giants, Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington, Cowboys. We're talking that we played Teddy Bridgewater this weekend. Uh, the Saints, I don't know who's going to be playing there because, uh, you know, as far as quarterbacks, because which one we'll call it? Winston just tore his ACL. Then we have Daniel Jones. Then we have Mike White. Then we have. Taylor Heineke, and then Jones again, and then Taylor Heineke, and then Dak Prescott. So, like, if any of these guys throw over 80%, you know, like, that is going to be terrible. Um, so that's kind of my, you know, quarterback play. Yeah. We've uh, we played against some, you know, tough quarterbacks the past couple weeks. Uh, All right, so let me, let me pose a question for you then. Do you – I mean, they're not going to go to the playoffs. They're not going to win a Super Bowl. Would you have them rather let that quarterback throw 80% and lose the games and get a better draft pick or win and just end up sending that draft pick 
you know, further down the, uh, the old draft pick board. <laughs> John, you are fascinated by tanking, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, trust the process, right? Trust the process. Um, no, I hear you. Um, there's no doubt that, you know, we're not, even if we do, we're just, let's say we get into the playoffs. I mean, we're going to be like the last seed and get smoked in the first round. So, you know, like, what's the point of that? Um, yeah, I'm right there with so, you. I'm very conflicted. I mean, I think what what naturally happens, at least for me, I don't know about for you, when the game is actually happening, I want the Eagles to win. But when I'm thinking about it ahead of time or afterwards, that's where like my mind starts to go like, yeah, they should just tank. But the, the, the fan in me while the game's going on, it's like, no, win the effing game. Yeah, you're like, win the effing game. And then after the game, you're like, eff it, just lose so we can get a better pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's, very, it's yeah. just a uh, different usage of the F word. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a conundrum. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I hate I hate using that word. I used it three times in, or four times in one episode. Um, but, yeah. Anyhow. Um Okay, so what else do you have? So uh, I so I have some small one nine oh nine six breaking news. Do, 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 do. Yes. Do, 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 do. So we are going to have a uh, uh, the weeks leading into and after the New York Giants games. We will have a guest New York Giants fan who will come on and uh, give us the New York Giants perspective. So we're very excited to have him on. Um, he is a unique individual who grew up in New York, went to school at Syracuse, uh, smart guy, interesting guy, but as soon as you hear him talk, yeah, he's from New York. So the New York fan who will be calling in, um, does he take the paper bag off of his head before he calls in or does he take the call with the paper bag on his head? I think that's a that's a good question. We should save for Evan, the Giants fan. Do you know? Will... Do you know the Giants are off to their best start in the past five years? At uh, which is scary. Yeah, which is scary. Yeah, I will admit, as a former employee of the New York Football Giants, uh, I do have a little bit of fandom left in me. Um, oh, I do. I, I since I know a handful of people still there. Uh, I do kind of we I do kind of pull from every now and again. Obviously, not when they're playing. John, like I can put you in the Eagles, but I can put you in touch with somebody to, to do, do an exorcism if you like. <laughs> Please, <laughs> um, I will be driving past the Meadowlands uh, this weekend when I go to see your brother, John. So, oh well, not a the, not, the real question there is so not, wait, no, well, not see your, what exit are you taking? Not see your brother, but um, see his children. Oh, got it. Where, where's he going to be? He's not going to be there? Uh, he says he's going down to Florida, but I haven't verified his tickets yet. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he may he may be going to Florida, but he probably booked tickets going from Florida to New York. Yes, yes. Real story, folks. With... Real story. Our brother <laughs> booked tickets in the wrong direction. Not not once, twice. Twice. Once for him, once for his wife. <laughs> we, we love him, but man, does he do some funny shit. <laughs> and now we know why his company does not let him book his own flights at work. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, moving on to finishing off around the NFL, good old. Uh, so we talked about this, or at least I brought it up last week, Tony Corrente, 
We were worried about him. He was the lead ref uh, on the Eagles game last week. Well, that dude, I think it was one week late after the shit he pulled with uh, um, uh, uh, the Bears-Steelers Bear game. Um, throwing, that, uh, throwing the flag on that, that guy who was just brought up and made the sack, I just completely blanked on his name. And then he stuck his ass out and made him run into him. I mean, what kind of shit is that? Yeah, I I do not know. I, do I, mean, not, I did not see the play. I heard about it, but I did not see it. I mean, seriously, I would say, like, go back and look at the tape. It's it's all over the internet now of him sticking his butt out. It's and it's an, It blows my mind that the NFL has not, like, uh, publicly addressed it. Um, yeah, Cassius Marsh is the, the Bears player who got fined. But Corrente literally sticks his butt out, so uh, Cassius runs into him. All the while... Corrente has his hand on the flag of Brady to like throw a flag on him. So it really makes you wonder like, what the hell was he thinking? Yeah. Like if, a, if a referee has his hand on the flag, shouldn't he be throwing it? Like He'd, what, why is there any, why is there indecision there? Why would you, why would you like, okay, I'm going to throw a flag. Pause for a second, stick your butt out. So it hits the player and then throw the flag. <laughs> He had to check and make sure Tom Brady was around before he. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of which, my last little bit was Brady did say this week the new rules have taken physicality out of the game, which I found terrifically ironic coming from a quarterback who's eighty-five years old and still in the game and probably has benefited tremendously from the new rules. I just thought that was you know very interesting. Yes, your thoughts. The forty-seven-year-old who looks like he's oh, he's 40. Oh, did I get his age wrong? Well, I don't know. I have no idea how old he is, but okay. he's in his forties. Uh, I'll just say that. I won't say mid to late forties because I know somebody is at that point in their life. Who's that? Um, I don't know. Who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm young, okay. vibrant. Okay, John. Um, yeah. Um, All right. I think that's it for around the NFL. You got anything else? Uh, no, and really, I don't have anything to clean up from last week. Um, yeah, I was looking through uh, last week's notes. I think uh, aside from we addressed the, uh, the the wrong player mentioned uh, who got waived. Um, yes. Um, we can move on to unrelated topic of the week. Unrelated topic of the week is brought to you by... Oh, it's not sponsored this week. Unfortunately, it's not. Uh, unrelated topic of the week is... Um, I don't have one, because honestly... Is- you know what yes. happened? I had a meeting all the way up until we were going to start this broadcast, and I never had a chance to sit down and really kind of well, that's right. really this is, think about this it. This is my part here. The one thing I, I wanted to get your opinion on this one, John, is sure. President Joe Biden at the um, – No, we're going political, folks. We're, well, well, President Joe Biden at the climate summit were, reportedly had a loud 11-second-long fart in <laughs> front of Camilla Parker-Bowles. John, John, your thoughts. If he did that about a year and a half ago, he would have gotten my vote. <laughs> you know, if, that's prowess and that's, <laughs> you know, all that methane gas that, you know, we had saved by not letting cows fart for all these years. And he just blew it all out. I know. Um, well, <laughs> unfortunately, I think he's a lot like your father who does the casual walk up the street and just, you know, it this 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 podcast is not going to hell now that we're talking about this. Uh, as somebody as somebody <laughs> referred to it as 
crop dusting. Yes. <laughs> so I think uh, President and uh, our father kind of share that uh, in common. Yes, For anyone hopping on, I- this is an actual uh, football <laughs> podcast. You're just in the middle of the unrelated topic of the week. And Rick. John, should, John, should we have a fart segment each, each week? Uh, our executive producer would shoot me, and she's in the car right yeah. now, and I, she would call back in. And, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, I couldn't resist. You know, I saw the headlines, Camilla blown away by Biden's long fart. Um, Joe Bart, Biden and the fart heard around the world. Um, so. Oh, yeah. It's it's New York. Po- I mean, that is primetime New York Post fodder, if it yeah. ever was. Yeah. Um, so we covered that. And hopefully he's covered it. So, uh, man fail, man fail. Fan okay, mail. So we have two, we have two letters this week. The first one is from uh, Steve from uh, coincidentally Denver. Um, Steve picked up on the previous topic uh, last week about um, my habits for eating uh, cereal, and he really he th- he said, John, I love the fact that you love fruity pebbles. Terrific, but when it comes down to it. Gun to your head, fruity pebbles or cocoa pebbles? And uh, I thought about it. Coincidentally, I did buy a box of uh, uh, cocoa pebbles this week. And I actually went cocoa pebbles on this answer, Steve, because you know what? The chocolate runoff after the, the cereal is done in the milk is tremendous uh, for cocoa pebbles. So that's, uh, that's my, uh, my uh, answer to that. Steve, thank you for the letter. Um, our next letter comes from Ann. She's calling from Idaho. Or, sorry, she's uh, writing from Idaho. She asks, guys, guys, you talk about your brother all the time as not being an Eagles fan. How is he around you guys all the time and not an Eagles fan? Or is it that he is so annoyed by you, he'd become a Dallas fan? And I thought, that's a good question. I wonder, why isn't Jim an Eagles fan? Um... I, he's an Eagles fan when they win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's a lifelong Eagles fan when he when he wins when they win yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he ever. It, I don't think he ever got over mom not letting him play football in ninth grade, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah. ironic because at that same time I'd been playing football for three years. <laughs> Yeah, he's still bitter. <laughs> so it's like Jim, no, our our brother, you cannot play football. Rick, continue with the redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I've always found that interesting, <laughs> which our mother denies. But yeah, I'm sure, of course she does. Yeah. Uh, the next letter, Dave from Boston, guys. I know you don't make predictions, but seriously, seriously, who do you think is going to win this week? Broncos or Eagles? Dave, I'm going to stick to my word. We're not going to make predictions. Um, but let's just say I'm optimistic. Um, we're not going to make predictions, especially this week, because that would just be depressing for me. So maybe that yes. tips my hand as to what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to actually do it. Yeah, no. Uh, as an Eagles fan, you learn quickly uh, over the years. You never make predictions. Um Right. It's just you're, right. that's how you get your heart broken even further. My only request for the Eagles is if you're going to lose, lose early. So don't waste my get blown out and be blown out by halftime so I can go on to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of mixed on. I want good football, but I also don't want to be like teased. Anyway, but um, that's it for fan mail. Uh, did you get any this week? This week, Rick? Or uh, no, it's still lost in the mail. You know, okay. With the downsizing at the United States Personal Service, I'm not getting my uh, mail on mail time. So, yeah. yeah. I have to take a look at that. All right, for for those that don't know, we are on live every week, five thirty uh, Pacific, uh, eight thirty Eastern. Rick, what time is that in Nashville? Uh, seven thirty. Seven thirty in Nashville. Seven thirty Nashville time. John keeps upbringing this up because I was in Nashville four weeks ago. But if we have any, and Nashville you lost track of what time it was. It's yeah. We're not trying to like make fun of you. We're just. Uh, I just. Did, okay. You know what it is? I didn't realize at the time when Rick was in Nashville that Nashville was not Eastern. Uh, that is no, that is not a referendum no, on a private, uh, you know, uh, school, um, education. Nashville is not Eastern. Uh, Nashville is Southern. Uh, okay. <laughs> now you're just being a jerk. Yes. All right. Moving um, on to, uh, Eagles life. Eagles life. Um, I got one. Do you yes. have one? Yeah, no. Uh, tee, tee it up. Not All right. I'll go part. first. So this comes courtesy of my father-in-law. Uh, so for those that don't know, the Eagles life is just little moments that occur uh, as an Eagles fan, you know, throughout life, every day, slice of life, that just you're reminded that you're an Eagles fan. People remind you of, the Eagle, of being an Eagles fan, but typically it's in the context as uh, they're laughing at your expense. So this one comes actually earlier today. And as soon as he said it, I was like, you know what? There's my Eagles life segment. So last night, um, my father-in-law was uh, in his room on an iPad watching uh, Invincible. For those that don't know, Invincible is the story of a uh, local fella, uh, Vince, uh, who yeah, who, who um, tries out for the Eagles, makes the team, and ends up playing for, I believe, three seasons. Um, very popular movie. A very entertaining movie. I actually think it was well done. Um, he's actually, he's still a very popular guy in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. 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 And you know, uh, my father-in-law, he, he thought it was a great story, fun movie, uh, you know, uh, very compelling watch. Um, but oddly enough, here it comes. He's like the one part that really struck me and I thought it was odd, but yet funny <laughs> spoiler alert in the end, the Eagles win. <laughs> and I said, that's funny. And you're right. If it was a real Eagles uh, movie, they probably would have lost in the end. But he got a good chuckle of it. I got a good chuckle out of it. But yeah, that's that's kind of the. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, like the Eagles movie, uh, they win in the end, which is really a bit of a departure from reality. Unfortunately, most of the time, especially this year. Right, right, right. My uh, slice of Eagles life. Uh, I'm a little bit different, but. Um, Dick Vermeil has a winery. Dick Vermeil is from Napa, California. He has a winery. Just down the street yeah, from us. Yeah, street. He street actually has some good wine. It's not just, you know, he just doesn't lend his name to it. So uh, you can. No, it's, yeah, you're, you are dead right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some uh, good stuff. But he was uh, a notorious um, Eagles coach. And about that time, you know, when he was a new coach, the one year they had seven preseason games <laughs> and oh, and man. dick Vermeil at one point in training camp had not two a days three a days 
He well, how would you? Oh he my was, god, that's punishing. Yeah, he was just relentless. Um, so, um, yeah, that's my slice of Eagles life. And I remember uh, as a kid, we would go there at some summer camp I went to. Um, we would go there like each summer um, at Westchester when the um, Eagles training camp was still at at Westchester University. So, anyhow, that's my slice of life from uh, back in the seventies. Oh, you know what? I my next uh, Eagles Life segment. I, I do remember going there a few times with the summer camp, and and it was actually kind of fun. But I'll, I'll save that story yeah. for for another day. Um. All right. Uh, final thoughts for the week as we kind of wrap up and look towards the uh, the old Broncos and closing out the uh, ended up being a unfortunate Chargers game. Uh, yeah, the Chargers game was not uh, not ideal, but um, you know there were some good points in it, and you know I think we have I have kind of conceded that you know we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. We're probably not going to make the playoffs. You know I'm just looking for growth in the team and looking for good players. And, you know, hopefully yeah. we get those uh, picks and we move on from there. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I, I think my final thought is is kind of in line with yours. Uh, the team has definitely kind of sunken into that, um, that realm of, you know, teams that are mentioned when kind of teams in mid-range are playing reasonably well but it's the Eagles who always come up as some of their wins. And it's almost kind of like, it's a low quality win. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. It's like, Hey, you know, in in like the 49ers, chiefs, Raiders, chargers are all kind of, you know, on the cusp of having a good season or a bad season. But the Eagles game for each one of them comes up as like, yeah, but it was the Eagles. And it's like, Oh, that's where we are this season. Yeah. But it was the Eagles. So hopefully, um, I think there is opportunity to kind of, you know, turn it around if we get a good, you know, if Jalen plays well, hopefully. I mean, it sounds like with Howie going to uh, Pittsburgh to check out Sam Howell and and uh, and pick it this week, they're definitely on that. We're going to draft a quarterback train, but I really hope Jalen kind of figures it out. I'm not holding my hopes. He just, you know, there's just he misses a lot of like key passes in games and right, right. But, I also heard that Howie, Howie, you're. Eagle Scouts were at the Liberty Old oh, Malik Malik Willis, where he threw three interceptions. Right. Uh, oh, and the Matt Corral guy who spells oh, yeah. money. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, inside joke between the two of us. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it All for right. this week. That's you it. Say hey, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And, um, you know, we'll bring some insightful stats and comedy next week. Also. Here every uh, every week, 530, 830, uh, 830 Eastern. You can listen to us live or on Memorex. Or Memorex. Well, you know, is it live or Memorex? You know, no, basically it's call in. You can, you can go to call in and listen to it anytime. All right. Have a good week, everybody. See you.